Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're going to celebrate the 300th episode of Happier in Hollywood. I can't believe it. Yes. Yes, we asked listeners to tell us what your favorite segments and takeaways have been, and we got a lot of responses, so I'm excited to revisit all of these wonderful things. Yes, but first, Sarah, you know, you and I have our weekly duty. We have to remind everybody to watch Fantasy Island Season 2 on Monday nights, 8, 7 Central, on Fox and next day on Hulu. Yes, and if you've missed any episodes this season, you can also go back and watch them on Hulu. We really love this season. It's so fun. Yes. Okay, let's dive in. Um, so two ideas, Sarah, really jumped out as many people's favorite ideas. So Connie Ann said, I love feeling like a Hollywood insider when listening. I also hear myself say, get to step in to myself and others from time to time. Many people wrote in about get to step in. Yes. And it's interesting because Get to Step In did not originate with us. It originated with our friend Nichelle Tramble's mother and the story that Nichelle tells. And I have to say it resonated so strongly with us when we first heard it in what, like 2007? Yes. That we asked Nichelle about it when she was on the podcast, and clearly it's resonated with listeners as well. It's such a powerful idea. Yes. Get to step it. So the idea, um, for anyone who missed it, is Nichelle, when she was a young person, you know, trying to make it in Hollywood, now she's an incredibly successful television writer and producer. At the time, like everyone, she was struggling starting out. She got a job as an assistant at a huge agency for a very well-known agent, who was very difficult. And when we say difficult, a monster, most likely. Yes. So Nichelle went to the job and it was her first day. It was, she had one morning on the job, (laughs) went to lunch, called her mom at lunch and was like, oh my God, this is awful. 
This person is screaming at me. What am I going to (laughs) do? And her mom said, do you have your purse? And Michelle said, yes. And she said, well, then you better get stepping. (laughs) And Michelle walked out of the job. And even though it was this like big opportunity, it not worth it. Right. And this is advice that I hope to give Violet at some point in the future to save her from unnecessary pain. It's such good mom advice right there. Yeah, it's like sometimes it's just not going to be worth the mental toll that it takes on you to do something. If it's really an unhealthy environment, yes, it can be an opportunity, but if it destroys you, you're not going to be in a good place. Absolutely. Not worth it. So thanks again, Michelle, for that. Glad everybody gets to use that advice and enjoy it and appreciate it the way we did. Yes. And then the other most popular idea we heard from Janice, Christine, Sharon. Janice wrote, I think often about the phrase volunteers, not recruits, and how it applies to me as well. Do I really want to say yes to that? Yeah, and Christine said, same, but I apply it to myself when I feel like I'm working too hard to appeal to a prospective client. It helps me step off and move on if I feel like I'm trying too hard to recruit them. Yes. Oh, that's really wise also, because whatever the sort of relationship, you don't want to work with people if either one of you is not a volunteer. Sharon agrees. She said, the best takeaway for me, volunteers, not recruits. This helped me determine that a leadership role at work was not a fit for me. I took it on thinking I'd have the chance to build a team with volunteers, but it turned out it wasn't a priority for the organization. Mm. And on the same subject, KT said, Volunteers not recruits. It's been so helpful in framing hiring decisions and, and I think this is really interesting, Sarah, friendship investment. Yes. And that is really true in your personal life or your professional life. You only want to be with people who want to be there. Sarah, you and I use this all the time, both for if we're hiring someone, we want somebody who really wants to be there, a volunteer. We don't want to convince them. And then if somebody doesn't really want us, We don't want that job because we're like, if we have to convince you to hire us, we're just going to have to keep convincing you as long as we're here. So it has helped us move on from a lot of situations. And we first heard this from someone we worked with who had had to recruit someone for a very important role and felt like, oh my gosh, that was such a huge mistake because now I'm stuck working with this person for years on end. Who does not want to be here ultimately. Yes, who does not want to be there. So every day is hard. And he said these words and they were like inscribed on our brains instantly. Yes, feel like yes. they're part of my DNA. Totally. <laughs> so I'm glad that's resonated with listeners. Pat said, wish, want, walk. And we'll describe what that is. I'm a career coach for Dress for Success. And I've used this advice many times with women trying to get a job. And I also use it with my husband of over 40 years. It really helps. So wish, want, walk is a method of negotiation that we learned, which is basically when you're going into a negotiation, have in mind your absolute dream of what you would get in the negotiation, then have in mind your want, what you realistically based on, you know, comps, let's say, think you could get. 
And then what's your bottom? At what point will you walk away from a situation if it's just not enough? So if it's not enough money or it's not enough benefits or, again, if it's in your personal life, if it's just not going to give you enough, um, where do you walk away? And it's so important to have those things in your head at the beginning of a negotiation, not just kind of go with the flow of the negotiation as it happens. Yes. And this is something that we also have implemented. Yes, because it is can be really hard to walk away yeah. from a negotiation. We know that. But if you're not willing to walk away, you have a lot less leverage. So we try to right. decide before things really get down the road, at what point will we walk away? And then you have to discipline yourself to actually walk away. And if you do, maybe then the person will come back and give you what you want, if not what you wish for. Yes. And this idea we got from Michael Donaldson, who's an entertainment lawyer. He wrote a book called Fearless Negotiating the Wish-Want-Walk Method to Reach Solutions That Work. And we love the book. And he was a really good interview. He was in episode 107. So you can look back or listen back at that. <laughs> um, Sarah Barbara said her takeaway is, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. I love this. And it's interesting because we had the same idea, but worded slightly differently from some other people. Shannon said, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. She said, I foster dogs and it's the best advice when trying to find the right adopter. I've shared with my team of fellow fosters and they agree that it's great advice. Jen said, one of my absolute favorite takeaways was from a fairly recent episode, episode 292, The Perpetual Waiting Game. You said it was a good idea to, quote, stop treating the permanent like it's temporary. Sarah, this idea came largely out of sort of the pandemic. Yeah. But Jen went on to say, I had just started a new job a couple of weeks before hearing this episode. It's everything I wanted in a new job, except that it's 100% remote, and I was hoping to go back to an office for at least a couple of days a week after working remotely for almost three years. I'm in Orange County, California, and my new company's main office is in Omaha. I'd be lying if I said I didn't have the thought I still want to go back to an office eventually and subconsciously thought I may not last at this job, even though it literally ticked all the other boxes for what I wanted in a job. Liz, you are absolutely right when you said a lot of people are acting like this is temporary. I'm one of those people. I do have a nice setup in my bedroom. I love my desk and I created a nice background for Zoom meetings. Actually did that after another episode of yours. <laughs> my mindset though has been, this is a good setup while I have to work from home. I absolutely have been looking at it as temporary. Shifting that mindset made me shift my mindset about my home too. I keep thinking that I bought my home to be a starter home and never intended to stay as long as I did. I keep thinking that I bought my house to be a starter home and never intended to stay as long as I did. But because of the pandemic paired with interest rates raising and my limited income, that's made that improbable. I've made some changes within my home in that time, but nothing like what I would do if I knew this was my forever home. This episode made me think, okay, if I knew this was all permanent, what would I change? And I've had some great ideas come from that. Yes, Jen, I'm so in the same boat as you. This this idea really also changed things for me, both about work and about my home. So that was really nice to hear. Thank yes. you. Yes. And then Susan, 
I love this one also, Susan. Um, Susan said, identifying people in the room as those that push the boulder up the hill, those that sit on the boulder, those that push it down the hill, and those that watch. This idea helped me understand my workmates better and helped me strategize around their inclinations. And this idea came from Adam Belanoff, who's a writer on Fantasy Island. And we just, again, thought it was so smart because it's so true. I mean, there really are those people and we all work with them. We live with them. We're friends with them who are boulder pushers, whether it's up, down or boulder (laughs) sitters or just kind of standing there on the sidelines waiting to see what happens with the boulder. (laughs) And if anyone wants to go back and listen to us talk about the boulder pushers and the boulder sitters, we talked about it in episode 212. We try to be boulder pushers, Sarah. Absolutely. It's very important. And we try to hire boulder pushers. (laughs) Yes, we do. Coming up, we're going to talk about seasons of sacrifice. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's Fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. So, Sarah, we're back um, hearing what listeners have enjoyed in these 300 episodes of Happier Ah. in Hollywood. Lisa said, I've been listening from the beginning, and I find I have added season of sacrifice and reframing to my normal thought process. A lot of people said they really like the idea of a season of sacrifice. It helps them get through a tough time. Yeah. She said, but my biggest takeaway from HIH is that I am a better TV watcher. I am much more aware of storylines and details in a 
scene. I think about the writer's room and the story arc, the location, and all of the other details that went into making the episode. And whether I love it or not, I can appreciate the efforts it took to get it from pitch to air. Lisa, you just became my favorite person. Yes. (laughs) That's so cool. I love that. Thank you. That's Uh, like a huge compliment. Yes. I'm glad we're getting across there all the the stuff that goes into getting stuff on the screen. The nitty gritty. The nitty gritty. And then Kayla wrote, I love it when you talk about clothing and work from home office supplies. Also really like when you're honest about the hard times at work. That rings so true to me and I appreciate not feeling alone with the waiting process, the delays, etc. And also how to address conflicts. Thanks for making me laugh so much. Aww. Yeah, you know, when we started the podcast, Sarah, that's something we talked about. We were like, we can't just get on and pretend like everything is great all the time if we're going to talk about being happier in Hollywood and demystifying Tinseltown and all of those things. We have to be honest about the whole process, the, the highs and the lows, and there are many lows for everybody. And there's a few highs. And there's highs as well, and we also <laughs> celebrate the highs. I mean, and I yeah. think the podcast helps us celebrate the highs because we are always stepping back and looking at what's going on. Also helps us kind of analyze the lows, which can yes. be helpful. So I'm glad that other people appreciate it. And, you know, another thing that we try to do, and it's nice that we heard from so many listeners about this when we were doing the call out for feedback, that it resonates with people in other industries. Yes. Many industries have lows and highs and waiting and frustrating red tape and things that make no sense and cost more money than if you would just do it the way you're telling the people to do it. Um, And all of that, it's not just in Hollywood. Absolutely. No, I think our listeners, we're going to talk about this later. Really, our listeners are our favorite part of the podcast. And Catherine is a listener who wrote in with one of her favorites that is also one of my favorites, Don't Treat a Gift Like a Burden, which came from a listener. Yes, actually a listener of Happier. Gretchen and I were doing a Ah. show in Seattle, a live show. We were talking about manifestos. You know, we all love a good manifesto. And on somebody's manifesto was Don't Treat a Gift Like a Burden. And the second I heard it, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, that's like mantra moving forward. Don't treat a gift like a burden. And it really pertains to us because when we achieve something, it often comes with an enormous (laughs) amount of work and launches (laughs) us into a season of sacrifice. So we have to remind ourselves, don't treat a gift like a burden. Yes. And what I also love about don't treat a gift like a burden is that it really does also apply to just life. It's not only a work mantra, it's a life mantra. Because so often we have wonderful things in our lives, but they aren't perfect. And we start to feel like, oh, how am I going to deal with this? How am I going to deal with that? When in fact, this is a gift. And it's, it's a gift to be in this position trying to figure out this problem. So I really think about it a lot in, just in my life as well. Susan says, I love so many things about HIH and have gotten uh, much from listening. Thank you. But hearing it's a fun job and we enjoy it is a great reminder to me each episode. I will tell myself this often when I get frustrated with my work. I love what I do and don't want setbacks or annoyances to make me forget that I truly enjoy my work. Again, that sort of don't treat a gift like a burden, another reminder to us. Yes, absolutely. 
And then Giancarlo wrote, I love the evil donut bringer and so happy that it made an appearance in Fantasy Island. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, In the pilot of our remake of Fantasy Island, there is an evil donut bringer spawns a major meltdown of someone on television. (laughs) So if you haven't seen that, go back and and watch our evil donut bringer moment. Uh, Writing the speech that she gives to the evil donut bringer, I think was one of our favorite, most just like get it all out. We loved it. Things ever. Okay, Sarah, this comes from Julie. She said, one of my favorite takeaways has been your observation that people succeed in groups. My daughter is in college, and she and her closest friends aspire to have careers in the same industry. I often mention your observation that people succeed in groups because I think it fosters another great happier in Hollywood takeaway, Freud and Freud. And Freud and Freud is, is instead of schadenfreude, which is taking pleasure in others' misery, Freud and Freud is taking pleasure in others' good fortune, which we heard the Satellite Sisters talk about and then talked about on this podcast. Yes. And Sarah, coming up, we have another great takeaway from our favorite Satellite Sisters. But first, this break. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay liz we're back with listener favorites from our i can't believe it 300 episodes of happier in hollywood And this one comes from Kim. She said one of her favorite takeaways is strong, calm, kind. And and your inverse of strong, calm, kind. Yes, which is weak, hysterical, and mean. So Liz Dolan, who, as we said, is one of the Satellite Sisters, um, has said that that is her mantra, strong, calm, kind. And she always tries to be two of the three. 
If she can't be all of the three, she tries to at least be two of them. And a lot of people mentioned that they loved that mantra. And they also mentioned that they liked my take on it, weak, hysterical, and mean. So thank you for that, Liz. (laughs) Many people mentioned that they enjoyed our discussions about Violet and I possibly getting a giant Flemish rabbit. Rosie wrote, one of my favorite HIH moments was when Sarah Fane was talking about her giant rabbit and Liz asked, does it hop? I remember laughing hysterically in my car. Not a very deep moment, but so enjoyable. Yes, (laughs) many people mentioned, does it hop? And then, Sarah, related to you and your love for animals, um, Connie Ann said, I find myself often thinking about what a great life Violet has having Sarah for her mom. She has lived in California, Minnesota, Puerto Rico, has a fabulous assortment of pets. Her mom has a cool job and gets to work with awesome people. I love seeing Violet and her pets on Instagram. Oh, Connie Ann, I'm going to read that to Violet (laughs) as soon as she gets home from school. (laughs) Thank you. And then Rachel wrote, it's very validating as a writer that Liz is also a fan of the Real Housewives. You know I am. Unapologetic. Yes. Real Housewives fanatic. (laughs) And then JM said, wait before replying saves me every single time. I used to feel like I needed to reply to a text immediately. Now I still sometimes do, but it always works better when I don't. Yes. And this is one I think that applies to us almost every day. We we think about this one yes. almost every day. I like, okay, nope, just wait. Just wait. And Sammy wrote in with uh, something along the same lines. She said, take a lap, a.k.a. do not reply to that email immediately. Calm down. Think it through. Taking a lap is one of our favorite things to do, whether it's to put in sort of a wait time for us to not respond to something or just to think through a problem that like the room is is muddling through. As soon as we take a lap, things start to get much clearer. Yes, we used to, I mean, and this used to be something we literally did. We would take a lap around um, the studio, whether we were working at Fox or Disney or Paramount, we would take a lap. Of course, that's harder to do when you're working at home. I will say, Liz, if this show ends up moving forward that we want to do with Princess, that would be very easy to take a lap on a cruise ship. That is true. We would be right back to taking laps, (laughs) literally. Ruth said, knowing your personal equivalent of the canary in the coal mine, I think for Sarah was looking for another dog and for Liz shopping for serious work clothes. (laughs) This has been great advice that has stayed with me. So yeah, that is, you know, what is your personal canary in a coal mine? When you're doing something, does that mean you're stressed and you sort of need to look at it? And whether it's take action or just be mindful of your state of mind. Yes, this just being aware that this is my canary in a coal mine. I have refrained from getting (laughs) multiple dogs. I only have two. I'm only going to have two. Yes, (laughs) at least for now. For now. Yes, exactly. And then Catherine wrote, I'm not sure this is a takeaway or suggestion, but I wanted to let you two know how much I appreciate you appreciating the stay-at-home moms out there who do fundraising, are on parent council, help in the school, etc. You have mentioned this a few times on the podcast, and I felt seen and it warmed my heart. I remember you mentioning how you can't always help out, but you can support their endeavors. It reminded me that we as moms all need each other, stay-at-home moms and those working outside the home. Yes, Yes, we do. (laughs) Absolutely. I appreciate those moms and dads 
so much. Just no words to express the appreciation for those who are helping out. Yes, absolutely. Well, and I mean, stay-at-home moms do as much work uh, as <laughs> you and I do at our like paid in quotes job. Oh no, a job working a job is much easier than being a stay-at-home mom. I mean, yeah, to me, physically and mentally, much easier and emotionally. I, I agree. <laughs> yes, no, a hundred percent easier. And finally, Sarah, Teresa uh, chose this for last because it's the first thing that everybody hears on the pod. Teresa said, the music at the beginning of the pod. Often I'm listening as I head out for a run. The music adds a little dose of whimsy. And it's true, Sarah, the music always gives me a lift. I know, me too. It's like a little perk. And then we also love it when we hear from people who hear our theme music in another context. Like, I guess it was in a, was it the Thanksgiving Day Parade? Someone played it along with a float and they were like, hey, we just heard your theme song. I love it when we hear that. Yes. And we really want to end with our favorite part of the podcast is our interactions with you, our listeners. You make every episode so fun. We get so many good ideas from you. Thank you for listening to these 300 episodes. I hope we're doing 300 more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had no idea when we started Happier in Hollywood that it would become such a big integral part of our lives, that yeah. the community would be just so integral to our day-to-day life. But we love that it has. And um, we just want to thank everybody for making it last. Yes. And for being part of our Facebook group, which I think is the best community on Facebook. Yes. So if you're not in our Facebook group and you'd like to be a part of it, just search Facebook for Happier in Hollywood um, and be, you know, asked to join and we will let you in and you can become part of this group of people who support each other and give advice and tips and make funny comments and are just a delight. Yes. And then Liz, every week, one of us is making a recommendation of a book, podcast, TV show, or movie. And this week, as a shout out to our wonderful listeners, we have thriller recommendations that you have all made to us. We're going to recommend our three favorites that came from you. One is Killers of a Certain Age by Deanna Rayborn. Love this book. I listened to it on Audible. Fantastic. Yes. And then we're recommending The Long Weekend by Gilly McMillan, which I'm currently listening to. And Force of Nature by Jen Harper. So thanks, everyone, for those recommendations, which we are now turning around and recommending ourselves. And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We love to hear from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and please follow us if you haven't already. And on this, our 300th episode, we want to give a huge thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, who is the most patient person on the planet, who listens to our voices way more than anyone should have to. And also, we want to thank everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts. Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing from Whole30's Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at S. Fain and Liz is at Liz Craft. 
We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us 300 times. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Sarah, I can't remember if we actually said if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, or if we said if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. I have to go back and refresh. Yes, me too. Although I approve heartily of both. Yes. From the Onward Project.